Hello, everyone. I am Valerie Malone, a life coach, motivational speaker, creator of Love You Life program. You are listening to Real Talk. In this program, we bring experts from all over the world to give us the strategy, tip, wisdom, and experience to make our life better. We have uh, experts in all areas, health, uh, relationship, career, money mindset. So today, my special guest is Abby. She is a health and life coach, nutrition expert, along with being a grad student at the University of Columbia and United States. She is uh, passionate about living a life full of healthy habits, proactivity, and overall abundance. She has created the health and life coaching company, Be About being better. Love that name. And is mission to help others experience what real health and true vitality feels like. Her goal is to help people get the real result and fast abandon in all aspects of their lives. She has a bachelor's degree in neuroscience from Dixon College, and she is currently getting her master in nutrition and exercise physiology at the University of Columbia, and she is working to become a registered dietitian. Welcome, Abby. Hi, Valerie. Thank you so much for having me. What an impressive introduction. You're doing a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. I was like one of the best intros. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so as I said, my listeners are people from all over the world, busy moms, uh, busy entrepreneurs. And in this program, we bring an expert like yourself to uh, give them some uh, tips and tricks that they can use in today's fast society to keep uh, themselves healthy and in shape. And more importantly, have energy to go through the day and I'm a mother trust me we need that but before I ask you anything about that tell us a little bit about your journey of your entrepreneurial because I know you're young and you accomplish a lot oh thank you yes I'm 25 and things are scaling very quickly which caught me by surprise because I really almost started my business kind of almost as a hobby at first and then you know, it just, it just kind of took off. So I think if you're really passionate about something and if you're showing up as your authentic self, you, you connect with the right people. Uh, so, but my plan was always to go to medical school. Like you mentioned, my bachelor uh, degree was in neuroscience. I come from a whole family line of doctors. Literally my dad and my grandfather have a private practice, Stacier and Stacier eye care specialists. <laughs> so it was always part of the family plan for me to, to join the family practice. We could keep the name, all of that. So I come from a whole family line of eye doctors, ophthalmologists, and eye plastic surgeons. But for me, when I started shadowing in the medical field, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, this is not where I seem to, especially in the States, the healthcare system is completely horrific. Uh, I was working with a primary care physician, you know, just your general practitioner, and I mean, I was helping to schedule toe amputations because people's diabetes was so far out of control. Oh, oh it, was, it was absurd. And it just prompted me to be like, look, I, I don't see myself being on this end of a patient's health and wellness where we're really managing their chronic conditions. I want to get ahead of it. I want to be on the preventative side of a patient's health and wellness. So that's what prompted me to be like, you know, if it's not medical school, what is it? Because I... I really had this program to help people. I had this vision to help people in a way that fixed everything I saw wrong in the medical field, that not, not enough time with doctors, not enough accountability, no customization. 
but also address what I was seeing wrong in the health and fitness industry or what we still see in the health and fitness industry where nothing is sustainable over the long term. We're just being marketed all these get fit quick solutions. So I, you know, was doing a lot of research. I, I've always been an advocate for having a coach and having a mentor. That's what helped me on my health and fitness journey. So I was like, I knew that I would need a mentor in this area as well. So I ended up investing all of my savings into a business coach that helped me flesh out my first 90 day high ticket program the be about being better academy so we did that and we ended up you know more than doubling our investment in three weeks after launching wow you know what it's so interesting because i have a lot of people and a lot of experts in this on the show but uh, me personally i went through a lot of i came from a country that uh health was not really thought of to us in a, in a way to even fundamental, like simple things. So we just lived and that's it. What, what got me to pay attention to my health was not so much physical pain is the emotional part of it. That people um, get so stressed in life and the stress, as you know, is the cause of all the problems. But here's what's so interesting because even up to now, I came to America and I go to these doctors and they have a sheet that they just go 30 minutes. Okay. How you feel? This is, this is, this is, it's like a, it's like a written script that they do with everybody Two patients have the same problem. They give them pill, but their results are different. Everyone, you know, react to that one pill different. So a lot of doctors that I spoke to did the same thing that you did. Like, they're like, wait a minute, there's, there's more than to that. There's more than to just diagnosing someone, giving them pill and say, hey, you're going to get better. And that's it. And it involves not just the physical mind and body. It also, as you know, your emotion, your spirit, your whole life that goes together with the health and longevity and your energy and your hormones and all of the other things, the way we eat, the way our lifestyle is, the way we think of people, the way we hang out with people, who we hang out with, what do we watch, what do we listen to, all of that matters when it comes to overall health. Would you agree? Yes, 100%, absolutely. I think if you want to be successful in life, if you want to make an impact and you want to step into your best self, you have to start with a health foundation. I don't, I know they say health is wealth, but I, I really do believe that. And it's not just financial abundance, but it's living a life rich with fulfillment and vitality. You're not able to get there if you're struggling with your health, burning the candle at both ends, just bombarded with stress and, and weighed down by that. So you do have to manage your stress. You do have to eat well. You do have to exercise. You have to prioritize sleep. And we'll, we'll go into some health hacks right. for sure. Easy things for, for busy people because I specialize in working with very busy, high achieving people, um, you have to get that foundation right. And you have to have that solid so that you can use that as leverage, use that as a step stool to then be better in other areas of your life. So I totally agree. Right. Because my practices that I teach them, I'm the first step. Like I teach my clients how to expand their awareness and simply get all their awareness to their body, to mind, body, and soul. And then once they go through the meditation that I do, once they get in touch with their body, then they realize, okay, like you said, I really don't sleep good at nighttime. I really don't, when I eat, my digestive system is really not good. Or I get angry for no reason, or I am feeling sad and all of that. But you can only do that if you expand your awareness and actually pay attention to yourself in order to, then, in order to, like you said, we go and, okay, this is the area I need help with, and I'm going to hire someone to help me or whatever is necessary 
the next step, whatever is necessary to do. So that's what I do. And that's why I have you over here because I teach my clients and my listeners that. And now I'm going to bring you over here to even go laser focus. Okay. And yes. talk about, I love the, uh, the thing that you do a six health hack for busy entrepreneurs, mothers that are wanted to stay healthy and be energized. What is that? Yes. So I am all about, I talked about how I'm very much into helping people mitigate their risk for developing chronic conditions, right? So I, I don't want people to end up with diabetes, high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, cancer, so, you know, all those things. So what we need to do is we need people to live a healthy lifestyle earlier on in their life. So in a, you know, because we're so busy, we have so many things on our plate, so many responsibilities, we have to make healthy living simple. We have to make it easy because what's easy is sustainable. What is sustainable is going to mitigate your risk for developing chronic conditions down the line. So all of my health hacks are very simple. And like I, like I said, I specialize in working with very busy, high achieving uh, people. And um, so I can't wait to hear it because I'm one of those. <laughs> I raise my hand. <laughs> what I will say too is that, you know, I mean, not that I wanted to dilute what I'm going to go into, but I don't think that these health hacks are necessarily revolutionary. I mean, I'll definitely loop in, you know, some literature and like what the, what the latest uh, research is saying to back these claims up. But, you know, I, I don't think it's anything that we haven't heard before, but it's, these are things that are common, commonly put on the back burner and not prioritized. And that's why people tune into an episode of a podcast like this and seek out this information because they're like, I'm still burnt out. So they have to almost be constantly reminded of the same things over and over before they, they learn the lesson themselves. Amen to that. So we'll, we'll dive into our first health hack and it is that you need to have a solid morning and evening routine. So we know this, I don't think this is anything new, but the way that I structure my morning routines and like the method that I give my clients is very intentional. Um, Cause I think most people have this misconception that a morning and evening routine is, you know, a CVS receipt checklist of all these things are just miles long. You got to check all the boxes. But that's not true. Your morning and evening routine can just be a few, one or two things. Doesn't have to be going on for days, but they're very intentional things that enable you to feel how you want to feel walking into your first commitment of the day or sitting down for your first commitment of the day since we're working from home in this COVID era. Um, or if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have been working from home this whole time. So maybe not too much has changed. <laughs> for me, I'm like, I'm already used to it. Like I was helping people on Instagram at the beginning of um of quarantine and i was like y'all i've been working from home for two years i was like i have all the tips so here we go um me but- I, i'll tap you on that i've been working from home this is uh well i my coaching practice is for a long time but mm-hmm. three years i had the three years so i said to myself i'm already quarantining for three years now so any tip like yourself any tip you want i can give it to you because it's really difficult to be at home working at home like you literally leave the room that's your personal life and you have to come back to the room and this is a business. So, and you know, I, we are currently where I'm sitting is my office, my <laughs> podcast studio, uh, my bedroom, my living room, my workout studio and my kitchen. My kitchen is right outside this frame because I live in a 200 square foot studio in New York city. So everything is all in one. So I don't really have that separation of church and state, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. This is my meditation room. I'm literally here. If you see my Buddha. Yes, I love that. I don't know if you see, can you see it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should have turned it on. It has a light in it. But this oh. is 
this is what I do everything. I, I like, this is like you said, this is the room that I record my podcast. I do my classes. I do everything over here. And my bedroom is like cross from this. That's it. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So it's good that you have that separation. I'm sure the Buddha being in the meditation room keeps you calm. Um, so, you know, when we're structuring a morning routine, I always empower people to start with two or three emotions that you want to feel starting your day, whether that's, you know, you want to feel confident, you want to feel calm, prepared, at peace, empowered, energized. What is that for you? And get really, really specific. And there can be different ways. You can feel, you could want to feel at peace and calm in addition to being energized, like at the same time. So whatever you want to feel like, whatever's ideal for you. Okay, great. Write out those emotions. What you do in your morning routine has to enable you to generate those specific emotions. So that's why a morning routine isn't just a checklist of things that are kind of random so you can check all the boxes. No, no, no. It's a few things that are very intentional that allow you to generate those emotions with yourself. Um, so if you want to feel energized, if you want to feel confident, if you want to feel empowered, then maybe that's you know a, a really strong workout and you know strength training workout cardio workout you do some sort of movement in the morning that's that's really empowering for you or maybe you listen to a podcast or you read a few pages of a personal development book if you want to feel calm and at peace maybe that's meditation maybe that's going for a walk maybe that's yoga maybe that's journaling you know there's so many different things that you can do you also have to figure out what works for you right and you have to play around with the order of things because I've had clients where they they want to meditate and they want to work out in the morning. But some clients, if they meditate before they work out, they're falling back asleep. <laughs> so they would rather almost meditate after they work out because they're a little bit more awake and okay, now they can almost come down a little bit from that high of the workout and harness and hone in their energy. That's what I do. I, I work out in the morning, I rev up, and then I harness my energy and I journal, meditate, visualize, read a few pages of my personal development book, either 10 pages or for 10 minutes, depending on the morning. So that, that's what I do. I have other clients that say, no, 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 I'd rather meditate before I work out. So it, I slowly increase my, I'm slowly waking up. The meditation is kind of waking up my mind, my breath, my body. I'm becoming more aware in tune with my body. And then I will be more awake to actually give the workout my all. And then I shower and I'm just riding that high and I'm ready to sit down for the day. So I would just encourage everyone to find out what those emotions are for you. How do you want to feel? What is going to enable you to feel that way? And in what order? So there's a little bit of trial and error here. And I would say to try a new morning routine for three days before you make a switch. Uh, just so, because we always have things coming up in the morning. So you might have an off day, but it might not be due to you meditating before or after you work out. It might just be that maybe, you know, one of your children didn't sleep well that night and whatever, or you forgot to, you know, pack a lunch or something. So you're kind of rushing around or something, you know, you get an email from work and something's coming up. So I would say try something for three days so you get some good data there. You made it such a great point. So normally, people in generally, they get up, the first thing they do, they look at their phone or mm -hmm. they go check their email. So that's right. one of the common things that a lot of people talk about. And I'm guilty of that. I used to do that. I used to do that. But like you said, then I switch. So what I do is that I do my meditation first because I kind of set my mind to, okay, this is, I want to be energized for the rest of the day. So I set my mind up and I'm like, okay, you got up from the sleep, you're awake now and to be alert, to be concentrated, 
you have to like put that energy first in your body. And then from there, I start, like you said, it is so important to do your to-do list based on your feelings, how you feel. And I love that because this is the first time I hear it. I think about it. I do it, but I'm glad you mentioned it because a lot of people don't do that. So once we get up, we look at the email or check the phone or whatever, then automatically we go to our to-do list, try to check stuff off. So I'm glad you mentioned this. This is really, really easy to do just to kind of like, bring yourself and say, Hey, how do I want to feel today? Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 I love that. I love that. And it's natural to feel a little bit of stress in the morning and you you feel that adrenaline rush and you want to sit down. But I think if you start to understand the science, you'll realize it's not necessarily stress from, from work. And so you don't need to feed into that urge to open your email or open your phone, open your DMS, whatever it is to wake us up and out of sleep and out of our sleep cycle, we have our stress hormones wake us up. So you do have cortisol increasing in the morning, right? Which is, which is really interesting. So just know that that's a natural process. And then it, you know, starts to wane, you know, wean down a little bit and it, and it subsides, but to wake us up, our stress hormones increase a little bit. So if you now recognize that, like, okay, I am going to feel a little bit of stress more because my body needs to do that to naturally wake me up, but that doesn't mean that I need to go right to, to work and I still can recenter my energy and fix my perspective with a morning routine, then you'll be less likely to dive right into work and really prioritize this. Love it. So the, the part about, let's go back to the, you said now I'm a morning person. I will do that. What about people that are not morning person and they want to do that at night? How would you, how would they do that? Yes. Oh, I love all this. So I, even though I'm a morning person, I have a very uh, lush and amazing evening routine too. And I think if you're not excited about your routines and you need to change something, even if you're not a morning person, I still think you need a morning routine. It might just be shorter. Maybe it's not a workout in the morning, but maybe it really is just journaling or doing a short method, something before you dive into work. So, but if you really are in an evening person, and even if you're not, even more, I still believe you need an evening routine. The first part of the evening routine is setting yourself up for success for the morning. You want to have the smallest barrier for entry, make it really easy for you to do your morning routine. Okay. Your evening routine needs to set you up for success in the morning. What clothes do you need to lay out? What podcasts do you need to choose? You know, what snacks do you need to prepare? What, you know, get all of your ducks in a row so that when you're waking up in the morning tired and you just want to stay in bed and it's getting cold outside and your bed is warm, you just make it so easy for yourself to succeed roll out of bed. It's a no brainer because you set yourself up for success. Um, so I would say the first part of your evening routine needs to be tying you know, the bow from the day and preparing for the morning, but then it needs to be caring for yourself and refilling your, your pitcher so that tomorrow you can pour again into the glasses of other people. So I would say it, the reason why people don't get good quality sleep or don't get enough sleep, so the quantity of their sleep, is because you know three three main reasons they're either um eating or drinking too close to bed so i would say to stop eating and drinking kitchen is closed turn off the lights uh one to two hours before you want to go to sleep i hear this all the time too like oh should i stop eating after 9 p.m or 8 p.m no i i don't 
think so. Um, but if you're going to go to bed within one to two hours of that, then yes. So there's not one cutoff time from a nutrition standpoint where you need to stop eating after for, but if you're going to plan it around your sleep, that's when you should. So one to two hours before you plan to go to sleep is when you should stop eating for, for good digestion and um, good quality sleep. Um, you also should unplug from electronics one to two hours before bed and also stop work one to two hours before bed. Because so many times I'll work with, you know, especially a lot of students, a lot of entrepreneurs, and they are like shutting their laptop or, or closing their book and they're like, okay, I'm ready for bed now, but then they're staring up at the ceiling. Why can't I fall asleep? You haven't given yourself enough time to wind down. So it's the electronics, it's the work, it's the, the go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle of our brain still moving. Like we need to slow down and then also the eating. So that's what I would incorporate in your evening routine is once we stop doing those things, what can we replace it with? And that's when I would light a candle, I would take a shower, have a cup of tea, read a book, maybe do a meditation at that point, do some stretching, fold laundry, like whatever it is. So you just, you, I'm not interrupting, but you just read my mind. So I was like, because I have an experience on this personally. We are so addicted to our phone and our yeah. computer and the TV and everything. So when we turn that off, it's literally like, what do I do now? You know, I'm, I'm like, I have all these time, an hour or two before bed. I know that I'm not supposed to eat. I'm not supposed to drink. I'm not supposed to watch TV or anything. What do I do now? See, I got to share a little bit of thing. I do my cooking for the next day, or I do, you know, like some type of a preparation of the food that's there. I'm not eating it, but I feel like I'm around food, you know, and things like that. But I was going to ask you, how can they fill up their day? And like you said, light a candle, read, or do all your reading, physical reading a book and, and uh, taking a bathtub, taking a hot shower, what fill up that thing. Exactly. And I actually really like the lighting of the candle because now I have this olfactory cue, like the sense of smell. That's what says to me in my system, like as soon as I light it, it hasn't even really filled up the room yet with the smell. I'm instantly relaxed right? because I've now associated that smell with relaxation and like that's my evening routine that's when I unplug so what I'll do is um you know I know what time I need to be asleep by like I need to be literally sleeping at this point but it takes a little bit to fall asleep and maybe I read for 30 minutes in the evening with my cup of tea so I'll have my set time for when I need to be asleep half hour before that is when I need to be done with my evening routine so that I'm like laying in bed and starting to read so and it takes me about an hour to do any food preparation you know shower any cleaning here things like that um so I always set another timer for like hey start my evening routine and then I have another reminder on my phone I know this sounds like a lot but it's really helpful especially not, for people right. A half hour before I want to start my evening routines, like, hey, 30 minutes, like time to wrap up. So I'll get that at around 8.30 at night, like, hey, time to wrap up. So I know I have 30 minutes to finish up on my electronics, check any last minute emails, DMs, check the schedule for the next day. And then once it hits 9 p.m., I'm like, I am unplugging. I've checked everything already. That's when I light my candle. That's when I turn on the shower. And that's when I start start prepping for, for the evening. Love it, love it, love it. I hope that this is helpful for other people to have, you know, sometimes we need a push notification and sometimes we also need an olfactory cue or some sort of sensory association with 
evening routines and relaxation. This That's is actually time. very effective. It's extremely, I practice that myself and I actually, uh, sometime at work, I, I uh, attach a letter and I'll, like a job when it comes, people like worry about the money. So I say like, you know, the word M, attach it to something when you visualize it, or like you said, a sense or a sound or something. It's very effective. That is a very effective technique. I know that for sure. So, Neuroscience. <laughs> Neuroscience hack, yes. Love it, love it, yes. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to learn about uh, not just physical mind and body, but out of that, our, our emotions and our feelings can affect the health so much. With that being said, now, a lot of, for, for a lot of women, this is for my ladies out there, how is um, healthy eating can affect your hormones? And I know hormone has hell of a lot. Girl, I'm going to it right now. I'm in my premenopause, so you got to tell me something. Yes. Okay. I got you. I am obsessed with what's called cycle syncing. So really thinking up your life from a nutrition exercise and lifestyle self-care standpoint to match the, the, the wave of your hormones and how that changes throughout 28 days and in, in our hormone cycle. So everyone has the, our circadian rhythm and that biological clock that's 24 hours, the light dark cycle. Everyone has that men, women, premenopausal, perimenopausal, you know, everything. But women that are, you know, premenopausal and are still having their cycle have a secondary biological clock called the infradian rhythm. And that is 28 days long. So not only do we have this 24 hour light dark cycle that we share with men, but we also have this secondary cycle. And we do things to cater to the 24 hour cycle. We do things during the day when it's bright out, we do different things when it's dark out. It just makes sense that for a different hormone cycle that our bodies have and another biological clock, we should be catering to that one as well. But we don't because we don't learn this in school and we don't know what to do, but the research is all pointing towards this. So there is a different way to eat. There's a different way to exercise. There's a different way to practice self-care depending on where you are um, in your hormone cycle. So we'll definitely dive into that. Um, so it's 28 days and the, the first phase of your cycle comes right after you're done bleeding. So obviously bleeding, that's the menstrual phase. So right after you're done bleeding, that's the start of follicular phase. Seven to 10 days long, so it's a little bit different for everyone. And this is when we're naturally more energized. And most people feel that, you know, they're kind of dragging, they're tired, they're bloated, maybe they're breaking out a little bit, they're totally fatigued when they're on their period. But then once they're done, it's like this, this blanket, this weight has lifted and they feel amazing. So that is the hormone shift of the follicular phase. And what I will say is throughout these four phases, we change neurochemically by 25%. Wow. Which is wild. So we can't be operating the same way. This is why, you know, people can do the same workout at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month, and maybe at the beginning of the month, they do this hit workout and they feel so energized after they're ready to go and to tackle my day. And I'm going to, you know, check all the boxes on my to-do list. And then they can do the same workout <laughs> two weeks later. And they're like, what the heck, where did my energy go? I'm more depleted after the workout. And that is because of our fluctuation in hormones. It's not you, it's not anything personal. It's not that you're not strong or don't have the endurance, but you're doing the wrong type of workout for that um, for that part of your Seven cycle. To 10 days. 
Yeah. So for follicular phase, this is our first seven to 10 days long. People correlate this with um, the, the season spring. Things are new, things are exciting, you have energy, you wanna get outside. This is definitely a time from like a lifestyle self-care standpoint to RSVP yes to things. You're just, even if you're an introvert, you're more naturally extroverted at this time. If you're an entrepreneur, this is a great time to be brainstorming new ideas. Things are just going to be coming. This is a great time to try something new. If you've been scared to go live on Instagram or to hop on your stories and actually show your face, it's a time to do that because you're more naturally willing to try new things during this time and you're more naturally extroverted. So this is a time where I love to start launches during this time. I love to batch a lot of content during this time um, because it will, a lot of video content because you're just more naturally, naturally. extroverted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Just that itself is, oh, wow. Yes. Oh, okay. then, oh we're going to dive in. I'm oh, telling you, girl. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, as you notice, I'm taking, I'm taking notes, girl. I'm, my launch is coming out. Love it. Everyone listening, please take notes. Thank you. Yes. Um, pen and paper out. Um, okay, from a nutrition standpoint, this is when we should be having a lot of um, raw vegetables during this time, a lot of light foods, salads, citrus. If, you're, if you are going to cook anything, uh, you should steam or saute your okay. vegetables during this time. And you know, having a lot of light foods, citrus, things like that would, would be really great during time we metabolize it a little bit better. And even though we have more energy, our metabolism is actually decreased during this time. So we actually don't need as much, as many calories. So it's okay during this time to have more like, you know, salads and chicken and things yeah. like that. And this is why so many people will start after their period, they'll start a new diet and they'll be having the salads and chicken. They'll be doing the HIIT workouts and they'll lose weight. And they'll continue that same pattern of being at a caloric deficit, eating salads and chicken, doing the HIIT workouts throughout the whole month. And then they'll actually feel more fatigued and totally irritable and exhausted. They'll likely fall off the wagon towards the end of the month and gain weight back. So at the end of the month, it's like, wow, I was losing weight, but then I gained it all back. I end the month the same place where I started. Right. Because they don't know the cycle. Yes. Because of the hormone cycle. So actually salads and chicken, like this is great for, for the first half of the cycle. And being in a little bit more of, of a caloric deficit, you know, like one or 200 calories, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh -huh. And then we move into our summer, which is our ovulation phase. It's only three to four days. So it's short lived. And this is, you know, so true because summer always flies by. It's always, you know, never so as fast as you want it to be. This is when we are at an all time high. This is when you know, we are the most naturally extroverted. We are the most magnetic. We just feel so aligned and energized and so just so good. And you just feel like, you feel like summer. That's really the best way to describe it. And this is our fertility window. So we are fertile for these three or four days. So it makes sense that we're the most magnetic during this time because you I was know, gonna say. From a biological mm -hmm. fertility standpoint, this is when we want to be mating. So uh, this is a great time from a lifestyle standpoint. Yes, to be recording content, to be showing up, doing live videos. If you're not an entrepreneur, but you have maybe a regular nine to five job or whatever it is, this would be a great time to ask for a raise, ask for a promotion because you're the most magnetic during this time. This would be a great time to have a difficult conversation with a partner. <laughs> I was going to say dating, having sex, anything. Get it out, girls, because only three to the... 
four mm-hmm. days, that's when you high. Great time for a first date, anything in this follicular phase and ovulation phase. So follicular and ovulation, these two first phases make up the first half of the hormone cycle. So anything during this time, this is great time for first dates, being extroverted, saying you know, RSVPing yes to a lot of things. And also from an exercise standpoint, great time to do HIIT workouts, lifting heavy, lots of cardio. Like this would be the time to lift your heaviest loads and do your most intense workouts. And in comparison, ovulation is when you should be doing the most high intensity workouts compared to follicular, but you can really keep up. Like follicular phase is a great time to try something new. So if you wanted, have been wanting to go to a new studio or try a different type of exercise, maybe a Zumba class or something, follicular phase would be a great time to try something new because you're a little bit more confident to dive into new things at this time. Um, And then just making it high intensity. From a nutrition standpoint, very similar, you still having citrus, light food, sauteing, steaming, but during ovulation, these three or four days, we digest um, endocrine disruptors during this time a little bit better. So this is the best time in the month to have caffeine, to have chocolate, to have alcohol. We metabolize it a little bit better during this time. So just something to just something to be aware of. So if you want to do uh, before before we go to the next, if you want to do cheat a little bit on your diet, this is the time to do it. So if I have a glass of wine, you know, I was like, okay, I don't have to work out. This is the time to have a glass of wine and say, okay, I'm not worrying too much because I'm lifting heavy. I'm doing like, you know, all the stuff. I'm still eating healthy, but this bowl of ice cream or a spoon of ice cream or something this time is okay. Yes, definitely. And you're an advocate for treating yourself. And we can get to that's another one of my, my health hacks that you know, something is really better than nothing. I don't believe in restriction. So I think you really can work in these fun and treat meals and the ice cream, for example, anytime, but it really is best during this point. This time. Yes. Okay. Next, going into luteal phase. This is our fall. This is, you know, after the summer, I mean, if you really think about it with the seasons, it lines up perfectly. It really does. After the summer, you're like, okay, thank you, everyone. I'm done traveling. I'm done going out. I'm going <laughs> to nest a little bit. I'm going to be at my house for a bit. I'm not, vacation is over. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. Um, so this is a time to, we're more naturally introverted during this time. It's harder for us to to, to muster the energy to be more social and more extroverted to show up on those live videos. So that's why I try and batch as much content as I can so I can drip drip the content when I'm not feeling with it. It's almost harder for us during luteal phase to form a sentence and where people tend to be stumbling over their words, which if you can believe I'm in luteal phase right now, so I'm like, hopefully I'm sounding okay. (laughs) (laughs) That explains so much. Cause there's a time that I feel like I did really good on this podcast and there's time what the hell were you thinking? Like, <laughs> sorting yours and you're like, was I high? <laughs> like, what was wrong with me? No, but actually, though, they're really, oh I, I try, I've been trying. It, it is hard because, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, sometimes you just got to show up for the live video. You're in a launch. It is what it is. You can't, right. especially with my healthy holiday challenge coming up, you know, we line it up with the holidays. I can't always line everything up with my hormone cycle. So right. So sometimes we do have to muster through and that's just life. And especially if you have a nine to five job, you might have to give a presentation. You might have to have a difficult conversation with a boss or whoever, or meet with a client or something when you're 
you know, feeling lower energy and more introverts, you almost have to muster this energy and you can't control, you can't control your schedule. So what I would say in this case is muster the energy, do what you got to do, but then compensate, double down on the self-care and you being introverted when you can. So in the evenings, like don't overexpand yourself, like really nurture yourself, fill your cup, double down on self-care, knowing that I have these commitments during these 10 to 14 days, which is the length of our luteal phase, I have these commitments that I can't really control. So I'm going to have to really double down the self-care and control what I can, when I can. There's only so much we can do, but this phase is really a great time to nest, to clean, to organize, to journal. From a work standpoint, do a lot of back office administrative things. Great time to write, to do written content, to write blog posts, especially if you got the ideas down and you put that maybe in a note on your phone or in you know, a content idea folder. If you had the ideas from when you were inspired in luteal phase or ovulation phase, um, or sorry, yeah, follicular or ovulation phase, then you can write them and formulate the posts during luteal phase to kind of craft that out a little bit. So this is a great, like I was working on my landing page yesterday. I was, you know, doing a lot of um, email campaigns. So I was writing the content rather than speaking the content during this time. How long is this phase? 10 to 14 days. 10 to 14 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just to give them that, that's a long time. And that's, you can, you can, create a lot of stuff but you know what here's what i love about this what you mentioned that this is the time if everyone knows this from there's a two perspective they can look at this one as myself to perform how i wanted to perform during this time oh my god now i know how to eat what what kind of exercise i have to do but also for a lot of entrepreneurs that are that are business owners that they can look at this and then know their employees performance as well you know, there's a time that I'm like looking at my workers and I'm like, okay, this was supposed to be done yesterday night. Now I'm like, okay, you know, it just kind of give you perspective of to understand the whole concept of not everybody's in the same cycle. Mm -hmm. So instead of me getting aggravated because my worker didn't do, uh, do the job, it's looking at it like, okay, it's okay. Cause it can make us kind of like sympathetic and then compassionate toward other people. Exactly. Yes. And just come at it from more understanding. And if you have this hormone cycle awareness, but your employee doesn't, you would almost be able to explain it to them and be like, okay, this probably is, is why. So let's change things up a little bit that maybe your workload could be more in line with your cycle. And I think just more women need to be educated on this. Right. Um, so I agree from two perspectives, other people, um, you can be more empathetic and understanding and compassionate, but you can also um, understand yourself as well and be, and be more self-aware and control what you can when other people might not be able to control it. So this um, is such an amazing, I, I, I can't, I'm mind blown. I, I, I'm not kidding. Like I'm going through my menopause right now and pre-menopause and just to understand that the, the diet perspective of it, the exercise, the content creation, the thinking that even like, I would say even effective, like what, what to wear, you know, mm -hmm. what okay. to wear and who, what, what hobbies and, and stuff to do. It really matters. And like you said, we should educate more people to this because we're so harsh on ourselves. Mm -hmm. yes, it's a vicious cycle. It, yes, it is. And I think if we know this, that this is how we balance our hormones and how naturally we want to, we're not going to be as harsh on ourselves. We're going to be more compassionate towards ourselves. 
and empathetic and give ourselves grace. Like, okay, it's understandable that I can't really form a sentence right now. And it's understandable why I have this, even though this is my best friend, or I really like this guy for whatever reason, I'm just not really feeling like going on a date right now or going out to, to happy hour. And it's wow. not your fault. It's just naturally where you are. Um, so yes, yes. I, I love all this. Oh, from a nutrition standpoint during this phase, oh, things totally shift. So, cause this is the, the second half of the cycle. I was so gonna our, say. Yes. Our metabolism revs up. So we're able to burn more calories and expend more energy more effectively. So we actually, as women need 250 more calories cause we're burning through more. So this is why most people are super fatigued during this time because they're still operating on salads and chicken and being at a <laughs> we actually need more to be operating at the same level. So we also, from a nutrition standpoint, shift what we have. So instead of having a lot of raw foods or sauteed or steamed vegetables, this is a great time to roast your vegetables, to have soups and stews and warm foods, comfort foods, lots of sweet potatoes. And actually sweet potatoes are great because that will, like the vitamins and minerals and just the sweetness of sweet potatoes will help to um, feed any nutritional deficiencies that we might, or vitamin deficiencies that we might have during this time to help mitigate PMS symptoms and a lot of food cravings. So really we don't need, you know, the McDonald's frosty during this time. Like I remember in high school, I used to always get a frosty, or not the McDonald's, McDonald's McFlurry or the Wendy's frosty. So Wendy, right. But I would like to dip fries into the McFlurry or the frosty. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I'm guessing, but it's like, no, we really just need sweet potatoes. That's really how to try it. If you don't believe me, try it. I have tried this out with all my clients. I have seen the results myself. I have next to no food cravings during my PMS phase when I am doubling down on sweet potatoes because you're getting more calories. You're having more complex carbs. You're able to, it takes a, a long time to burn that energy off. So it's not like having a candy bar or soda where you're burning through that energy source and those carbohydrates so quickly. This is more of a slow burn and um, a longer term energy source. So we're staying fuller longer, which is great. We're getting in those extra 250 calories with the higher carbs and you know the, the starch content. And it's great for vitamins and minerals. And we're getting that, that sweetness factor, which is really what we need versus having ice cream or something like that. Question to ask you now from what, what I heard, what you just said. So it's almost like the opposite. On the beginning, you said that you have a lot of energy, but your metabolism a little lower. But in the end, your metabolism is high. Your energy can go a little bit lower. Is, am I correct? Yes, it, it is. It's counterintuitive. It really okay. is. Yes. And it really, because our energy is revved up during the second half of our phase and a half of our cycle, uh, that's why we need more calories during that time. So for whatever reason, we just, we have more energy, but our metabolism is slower, but we don't need as many calories. Right. So it's just, it's a little counterintuitive, but that's, that's how it is. And that's why we also get hungrier at that time. Like I think people, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much more food. It's like, no, your body needs more food. That's okay. Hunger is okay. <laughs> Thank God Thanksgiving is coming. <laughs> yes, right. Hopefully that's in, in uh, your luteal phase. I know. So here's another thing. What about the people that have their menopause? Now they don't get the, the same rule applies? Or it's a little bit different because the cycle goes, it just, you're not getting your period. Am I understanding or like, am I all? Actually don't, you just, you lose your infradian rhythm. You just go back to having 
your biological circadian rhythm, the 24 hour light dark cycle. Okay. Experience this cyclical nature as a woman anymore. Wow. Isn't that sad? It really is because people, and I think so many people are, thank God I don't have my period anymore. But once you understand the magic and what you can really unlock from this infradian rhythm and our biological clock as women and how much more successful you can be if you lean into it and you structure your life so that it goes with the grain of these hormones, you end up missing it. You do. And at least that's what I hear from people who have gone through menopause and like, oh, I really missed my cycle. So there are women that still cycle sync and they Mm -hmm. still go through all the phases because they've structured their life that way. They're used to it. They're just kind of in the flow of things, but um, they're not, their hormones aren't actually going through that cycle anymore. Right. So it's better to like, for, for myself right now, I don't, I don't, I won't say I won't miss it, but here's what I'm uh, feeling. Like I can get water routine so fast. You know, I, I get bloated and I, I don't eat too much. It just, I don't lose weight. I started gaining weight, but then I stopped it. So I was like, okay, what some of the things that I could do, but I go by the season. See, I didn't, I, I applied this by the season. Like you said, mm-hmm. like summer, winter, fall, I don't go by the 28 cycle, but I just still apply these on those because like you said, um, I'm learning um, on my own. Uh, I went to my doctor and they told me all the stuff, take all these pills, this, is that, whatever. I said, I'm not doing that. The good news is I'm not gaining any weight. I has, still have my energy. I still have all that stuff. It's just that the bloating and the water retaining is something that I watch. And I just learned a lot about, you know, watch your food. Don't eat any um, vegetables that are gassy, like broccoli and stuff like that. Try to do it uh, at lunchtime, not so much at nighttime, things like that. A little bit that is a factor on that, but I do it seasonal. So, so I'm back on my biological clock. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. And you know, for women that are going into menopause, there is a little bit more bloating, and you tend to store more fat in the lower abdominal area, unfortunately. So that's just, but that's naturally, and that happens for all women, and that's just how it is. So I think part of it is we just have to accept and own our bodies and own how incredible they are and just the natural changes and just kind of accept that this happens for everyone, even though it it is a change. So I know that that can be disappointing, but I think the sooner that we accept it, the sooner that we can not be plagued by those self-deprecating thoughts. Um, but what we can do if you aren't going through menopause yet, but you're still getting your cycle, um, I think it is beneficial to still cycle sync. And if you lean into this from a nutrition standpoint and exercise standpoint, that will help to decrease bloating during this time. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Because you'll be eating foods that your body is wanting to metabolize more easily. Um, I also think seed cycling helps. So there's different seeds that you should have. So in the first half of your cycle, follicular and ovulation, that's when you should be having more flax seed and pumpkin seeds which is great during this time, pumpkin spice, everything. And now during luteal phase and menstrual phase, the second half, that's when you should be having more sunflower seeds or sunflower butter and sesame seeds. Wow. For whatever reason. So uh, something about the seed cycling also helps. So I would recommend that for everyone. Um, During luteal phase, yeah, like I said, mentioned we should have sweet potatoes, soup, stews, warmer foods, roasting your vegetables during this time. Um, and from an exercise standpoint, okay, this is the big thing. Cause I think most people are just doing high intensity workouts, strength training. Let me just lift everything. This is when we need to be 
decreasing our intensity. Low impact, no cardio. You can still do strength training workouts, but decrease the amount of sets, the, the weight that you use. Don't be lifting super heavy. It is a better time to do low weight, but high rep. So doing more reps with you know lower weight, for example, uh, great for body weight workouts, uh, Pilates. Um, you can do some light cycling, but you don't wanna be doing a ton of cardio during this time. So like Pilates, yoga, yoga. is great during this time and um, light weight bearing exercises. So I think um, you know having that shift is hard for people that are used to go, 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 lifting super heavy, doing high intensity workouts. But you'll realize when you do a workout that more aligns with this phase of your hormones, you'll have more energy after, even though it might seem like you're quote unquote doing less. So try it, lean into it, try for a few months and you'll start to see, oh, wow, I'm actually, this is giving me more energy after because you're honoring your body for where you are in that phase. And what I will say from a hormone standpoint, if you are doing high intensity exercise during the second half of your cycle, luteal phase, and then we'll get into menstrual phase, your, the way that the hormone cycle works is your sex hormones are decreasing a bit. So you have a little less estrogen, your testosterone is decreasing, but exercise naturally increases your stress hormones. Right. So this difference where your stress hormones are high during exercise, sex hormones are low, this difference turns on muscle wasting and fat storage. Oh, wow. So yes, so if you built muscle and you lost fat, lost weight during the first half of your cycle and you were feeling so amazing, blah, 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 but you're still keeping up with the same workouts, that's why people gain weight the second half of their cycle. Maybe they're eating like crap too because they're just feeding to all right. food craving, but they also might be trying to work off that frosty with a really high intensity workout and doing a lot of cardio, but that's actually turning on fat storage and muscle wasting. Wow. I know. Okay, we're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's hard. We can't beat ourselves up because we don't learn this anywhere. No. We, you know, we don't. We don't. Here's another thing that I, I love about this. Okay, you're changing up. Because have you heard people saying that you got to change up your routine a little bit in that gym? You have to do different workout. And right. this is, makes so much sense because like you said, high intensity workout, weightlifting, being heavy duty, doing that, and then come down to like doing some Pilates, some yoga, mm -hmm. you know, some stuff that to change it up a little bit. And that's itself alone will change the body, not just a hormone, but the body look that you can see much better results. Right. Exactly. You're going to be able to see results. Exactly. Just doing the same thing. Keep your results. Yes, totally. Um, so then going into Jeez. menstrual phase, this is about three to seven days. It really depends how long you bleed for. It depends, you know, on, on so many different factors. Um, and this is the time to really rest to, as you're ramping down during luteal phase, this is the time where you really should just be like going for a walk or doing some light yoga and not like, you know, hot yoga, power yoga, but like yin yoga and stretching, going for a walk, just keeping it really low intensity, honoring your body during this time, really leaning into rest. It's a great time from a nutrition standpoint to still be roasting your vegetables, soups, stews, comfort food, um, but also seafood during this time. For whatever reason, we kind of crave seafood. It's a great time for salmon and shrimp, scallops, lobster, crab, all of those things. And uh, from an exercise standpoint, like I mentioned, you know, walking, keeping it low intensity, 
just seeing how your body feels mm -hmm. and you might start to feel like you can do a little bit more cardio um, yeah. as you're, as the three to seven days increase. So you might be leaning into follicular phase. So you'll start to feel a little bit more energized. So feel it out and you'll, if you listen to your body, become more in tune with your body, you'll know when you should be doing yoga versus starting to pick up again with cardio and strength training as you transition out of menstrual phase into follicular phase. So, and then from a lifestyle standpoint, very similar to luteal phase, it's a great time to um, nest, to clean, to be alone, RSVP no for sure. Um, it's a great time to reflect as well from a, a, a brain standpoint, a neurological standpoint, the two hemispheres of your brain, the two sides of your brain communicate the most effectively that you see the most neurons cross over during this time. So you, just from like a left brain, right brain standpoint, you're, you're communicating so effectively right now. So your words, even though you might feel a little bit more fatigued, your words make sense during this time. You have ideas and you're able to make connections. So it's a great time if you were launching at the beginning of follicular phase and you're feeling so good and maybe your month project is over. It's a great time to review the last month. How did things go? What, what went well? What didn't go well? How can we improve for the next month? And then you enter follicular phase and you have all these ideas and you can start brainstorming again wow. and going into the next project. So it works really well from a, from a monthly check-in standpoint um, or hormone cycle. So I think the more that we lean into that and structure our businesses and our lifestyles this way, the more successful we'll be. I say that in this time, you're more uh, in tune with your intuitions. Yes. Kind of like your gut feelings because you're feeling so like, you know, within yourself, like you said, you're making sense because you're really telling yourself from the true self of what is there that you need to do in all area of your life to be successful. Oh my God. Amazing information. Um, yes. And this is what heals PCOS. This is what heals endometriosis, adverse period symptoms. If you're, if you experience heavy cramping, if you have irregular periods, heavy bleeding, lots of acne, um, if you're not getting a period at all, if there's a lack, lack of bleeding, um, this process of cycle syncing is what treats the root cause of any of those adverse period symptoms or any of those, you know, female conditions from a natural standpoint, if you're taking birth control or any sort of medication, that is artificially changing your hormones and it's putting a band-aid on the problem. It's not getting down to the root cause of those symptoms because the symptoms are indicative of a hormone imbalance. This is what treats it. It's the diet, it's the exercise, it's the lifestyle, it's the stress. Resting. Care. Yes, resting. So it's it mind blows some of like so many of my clients. Because I work with a lot of women that have PCOS or you know a very adverse period symptoms. Most of my clients have to take a day off from work when they the first day of their period. Right. But now you know after being a couple months in my program, cycle syncing, they don't have to do that anymore, which is it, it's such a gift. Um, but they're they're mind blown. They're like, wow. So I just have to change how I cook my vegetables. I just have to change. I have to just do a little bit more yoga. I have to, you know, say no to a social engagement a couple times. I can do that. I can do that. That sounds great. Exactly. And the more each month that you cycle sync, you'll start to pick up a few different things. Like, oh, this is how I can lean into it more. Oh, okay, this is something else I can do. So you you don't have to do everything at once. I would say the easiest thing is to start with the exercise. 
and you know really schedule out what you're going to do when you're going to do more cardio and when you're going to do more yoga and walking and low intensity things very it's very easy to start from that and then right. you can work in maybe some of the easier lifestyle things um and then some of the easier nutrition things so maybe it's that seed cycling uh maybe it's just how you cook your vegetables and then you can dive into, you know, which vegetables you have at certain times. Like there, you can get even more specific with it if you want to. Um, I would recommend if anyone wants to dive into this further to read Elisa Viti's book, uh, In the Flow, In the Flow by Elisa Viti. And I can give you that. Yeah, definitely. We're going to put a link on that In the Flow. I'm going to read that. But this is, this is such an amazing information that you give us because it matters. Everything you do, ladies and gentlemen, matters. And everyday life, if we can just take our attention from everything else, just pay attention to ourselves and apply these things. And I know in the beginning is going to be a little different for you, but you're going to see the result. And once people see the result and say, wow, this is amazing because all this time, all this information that we were taught, from the childhood till now, and it's just everything that you learned, throw it in the garbage. This is what, <laughs> this is no seriously, because this is what people say, exercise, sleep. Okay, yeah, I got that, but it's still not working. If that's the case, then no, seriously. And I, uh, the re last time I read, um, 20 million women in America suffer from anxiety, depression, stress, and all of that. And with that, with the knowledge of knowing that we have to exercise and eat healthy and get, get good sleep, but there's more to it. And then, like you said, it matters the cycle and every individual is different. Your body, your mind, your lifestyle is a little bit different. So you're giving us an outline of match your own lifestyle to this and try it and see how you feel because you don't have to go to the doctor and you don't have to take all those pills. You don't have to go through all these surgeries. And, and by the way, I always tell people, by the time you go to the doctor, it's too late. Yeah, I agree. Because the incubation process started three months ago. Have you heard of some people, women that they get diagnosed with cancer? Unfortunately, like they go to the doctor and they're like, oh, you're on a stage three cancer. Well, how the hell did that happen? Mm -hmm. Because we, we are just not aware of all of this mm -hmm. and, and having doing all of this. So I can talk to you all day, all day. Um, this is so great. Thank you so much for giving us this information. But... I don't want to take too much of your time and I'm going to definitely bring it back. Definitely, definitely bring it back. Okay. Yes, we're going to, we're going to have to talk to a lot of other stuff, but we're running out of time. So before I let you go, one question that I have for you, and I'm going to give you my answer and me and you have spoken before. What is one thing people have to do to just get up in the morning and say, you know what? I love my life. And what is one thing you do that you absolutely get up and say, I am, I just love my life for me is Believe it or not, before I hear your answer for me, is that little time that I set myself up for the mood of the day. I love that part. I get up in the morning, I have my cup of coffee. I am like, I am going to set up my intention on how do I want to feel today? Yes, yes. Very, it's very similar for me too. I think when I give myself that time and that space to just be alone in the morning and reflect and journal and dive into personal development where I feel like I'm really working on myself and working through different things, I feel so much better. And that's when I can look out my window <laughs> in this small apartment and be like, wow, I might be in like the dirtiest city <laughs> on earth, but I love it here. And I'm so grateful to live here. And I, I do love my life. So giving yourself that time to slow down will allow you to 
actually call those things out and like, what are the things that you actually appreciate? Um, and I also, even my evening routine too, I love sitting down with my cup of tea. Things are done for the day. I feel really good about what I did. And, um, and now I can exhale a little bit and not feel guilty about unplugging. And I think that takes time to, to not feel guilty unplugging. Um, so that's what makes me feel my best. makes me feel like I love my life. And also, um, I dance a lot. I grew up, I was a ballet dancer. I love listening to music. I love dancing. I love choreographing in my head. I know it's a little nerd, but in, what has been keeping me sane during quarantine is having little three to five minute dance breaks. So I'll just kind of dance it out, just kind of stand up from my desk and listen to a good song, get into a high vibe. You start vibrating at a higher frequency and it just makes me feel so good. And I started incorporating um, a song that I dance to before I get on a sales call or I start coaching clients. And then a, uh, another song that I listen to and dance to after um, I sign a new client. Um, so that little ritual for me has been really helpful. And I look forward, like it's the same songs and it just gets me in such a high vibe. So I would say dance it out. How can you have more fun? How can you have more play? How can you bring out your inner child? And that's going to allow you to appreciate your life and be grateful for the moment now. Love it. I love it. Yes. This, this is, this is so amazing. And that's what I, I created my program. Love your life. I call it love your life and we cover everything that we talked about and more. And if you don't get up in the morning or going to bed before you go to bed, and say to yourself, I love my life. I love everything that I have. Then I highly recommend you to rethink your life, right? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. rethink because you deserve so much better. Like these people, like they need to know that how it is to live. And you don't have to have a lot. It's just simple things in life. Mm -hmm. Simple things to just appreciate it, to give gratitude. And, and, and say to yourself that I love the life that I have. We always have goal. We're always going to grow. We're always going to learn. But just the moment that you are right now and appreciate your life and feel comfortable. And by the way, just to give you a little thing, my energy is like yours. And a lot of people ask me like, where did you get all this energy? Why are you always so energetic? And this is the routine I do. I get up in the morning. I set my attention for having a great day. And then I, before I go to bed, I relax. I kind of like mellow down and I, and I do the same thing. Like I dance. I love dancing. I'm not as good as you are, but I just like, you know, when you're like, nobody's watching you, you're like going. Yeah. And I have like my shorts and my stomach is hanging out. And I'm like, I don't care. Right, exactly. You just kind of live your life. And, you know, I think I heard one, a quote one time, like the secret to having it all is realizing that you already do. Because uh, yes. I, I think if you're rushing around, you're hustle, 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 going from one thing to the next. I want to hit this income goal. Oh, I want more time. Oh, I want to eat healthier food. Or I want more money. Like X, Y, Z, you know, we always want more, more, more when we're in that hustle mode and we're kind of run, we're running around very frenzied. But when we take the time to slow down, we realize all that we're grateful for and all that we have that's working for us. So I think the yeah, slowing down really, really helps. Abby, what a wonderful conversation. Love you so much. I think this was great. And um, I would definitely, I'm going to, I'm sure I get a lot of questions about all of this and more, and we're going to bring her back. Love your energy, love everything that you do um, and everything you are, you do have a program that. Uh, right now you're running and I want people to know about that. So we're going to link that on, on this and that's how they're going to find you. Um, uh, what is the name of the program that you? Yes. So I do have my um, 90 day be about being better Academy. So that's my health coaching program, but we also have a free challenge 
that we're um, enrolling people in right now. My free healthy, happy holiday challenge. So it's five I was going to say the holiday thing. Yes. Healthy, happy uh, holiday. Okay. Um, you know, so how do you stay healthy during the holidays? How do you stay happy during the holidays? Now that we have the winter blues plus quarantine, right? So okay. this is a double whammy for us. So how do we stay happy and healthy um, during this season? Yes, because I know I, I have the other one. I mentioned it, but this one is the free challenge that you're running right now. People can register and get to know you and mm -hmm. then have a healthy and happy holiday. Thank you so much, Abby. Of course. Thank you, Valerie. I appreciate it. My pleasure.